0: Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, hello, truth seekers, and welcome back. If you've been following along, then you know we've been learning much about the Israelites. We learn that the Israelites were taken captive by the Babylonians and that men like Daniel and Ezekiel were taken from their homeland to live in a foreign land. We learned that Esther was taken from her home and lost her parents to find herself queen in the new empire of Persia. We learned that the kings of the Persian Empire had allowed many of the Jews to return back to Israel to rebuild their home. In fact, when we last left the Israelites who had returned to Israel, they had rebuilt the temple of God under the encouragement of the prophet Haggai. Today, I want us to turn our attention to a man named Ezra. Ezra, like Daniel and Ezekiel and Esther, had found himself living in a foreign land. He, like Esther, lived during the reign of the Persian Empire. He lived under the reign of King Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. Now, Ezra had come from a special family. Ezra was the great, 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 great grandson of Aaron, the high priest. Do you remember Aaron? Aaron was the first priest that God had established to do the work of the sacrifices in the temple. God had told Aaron that his sons and grandsons and great-grandsons would be the future priests to watch over the temple and offer the sacrifices at the temple. They were the ones who represented the people before God. Well, Ezra had been taught the ways of the Lord. He was very well versed in the Law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given. Ezra had studied the law and the prophets in the Old Testament. He had studied the Bible his whole life. He knew what God's word said, and he loved God's word. Now, when the Persian Empire overtook the Babylonian Empire, Ezra was brought up from Babylon to work under the king of Persia. God had given Ezra so much favor that the king had granted him everything he asked, for the hand of the Lord his God was on him well about 60 years had gone by since the first group of israelites had traveled back to jerusalem to rebuild the temple it was time for more israelites to return home those israelites who'd been living in persia including priests, Levites, singers gatekeepers and temple servants decided that they too would travel back to their homeland in israel to the city of jerusalem and ezra would go with them Ezra would arrive in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. You see, Ezra had dedicated his life to the study and observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Did you hear that? Ezra not only studied God's word, he was a teacher of God's word. Ezra would teach the people what God's word said. Now, because Ezra had the favor of the Lord upon him, because he had devoted his whole life to studying the word of the Lord and serving the word of the Lord, the king, King Artaxerxes, had written a letter and given it to Ezra. Now, this letter was not just any letter. When Ezra read this letter, his heart must have filled with joy. Would you like to hear what King Artaxerxes wrote in his letter to Ezra? This is a copy of the letter King Artaxerxes had given to Ezra the priest, a teacher of the law, a man learned in matters concerning the commands and decrees of the Lord for Israel. Artaxerxes, King of Kings, to Ezra the priest, teacher of the law of the God of heaven, greetings. Now I decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including priests and Levites, who volunteer to go to Jerusalem with you may go you are sent by the king and his seven advisers to inquire about judah and jerusalem with regard to the law of your god which is in your hand moreover you are to take with you the silver and gold that the king and his advisers have freely given to the god of israel whose dwelling is in jerusalem together with all the silver and gold you may obtain from the province of babylon as well as the freewill offerings of the people and priests for the temple of their god in jerusalem With this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs together with their grain offerings and drink offerings, and sacrifice them on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. You and your fellow Israelites may then do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and gold in accordance with the will of your God. Deliver to the God of Jerusalem all the articles entrusted to you for worship in the temple of your God, and anything else needed for the temple of your God that you are responsible to supply, you may provide from the royal treasury." Now I, King Artaxerxes, decree that all the treasurers of Trans-Euphrates are to provide with diligence whatever Ezra the priest, the teacher of the law of the God of heaven, may ask of you. Up to a hundred talents of silver, a hundred cores of wheat, a hundred baths of wine, and a hundred baths of olive oil and salt without limit. Whatever the God of heaven has prescribed, let it be done with diligence for the temple of the God of heaven. Why should his wrath fall on the realm of the king and of his sons? You are also to know that you have no authority to impose taxes, tribute, or duty on any of the priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, temple servants, or other workers at this house of God. And you, Ezra, in accordance with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint magistrates and judges to administer justice to all the people of trans-Euphrates, all who know the laws of your God, and you are to teach any who do not know them. Whoever does not obey the law of your God and the law of the king must surely be punished by death, banishment, confiscation of property, or imprisonment. Well, when Ezra read this letter... He exclaimed, praise be to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way, and who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisers and all the king's powerful officials. Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and I gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. And so Ezra gathered together the fathers of Israelite families who were still living in Persia, who had not yet returned back to their homeland. And he had gathered them together, all of their families and belongings, and he assembled them at the canal that flows toward Ahava. And they camped there for three days. And when Ezra looked among the Israelite families who would be making the journey back to Israel with him, he noticed something was missing. He noticed there were no Levites in the group. Why was this important, you ask? Well, the Levites were the descendants of Aaron, just like Ezra, and the Levites were the ones in charge of serving the Lord at the temple. Without Levites, they would have no one to offer their sacrifices unto the Lord, and they would have no one to take care of the temple of the Lord. So Ezra summoned some of the men who were leaders of the Israelites and sent them to a man named Edo and his kinsmen in a nearby town to help them locate Levites for their journey. And because the hand of the Lord God was upon them, they brought back Sherebiah, a capable man, from the descendants of a son of Levi. And they also brought with them Sherebiah's sons and brothers. In all, they brought back 20 Levites to Ezra who would return with them to serve at the temple of the Lord. They even found 220 men who would assist the Levites in their work at the temple. Thereby, the Ahava Canal, Ezra proclaimed a fast, so that they might humble themselves before God and ask him for a safe journey for them and their children, with all of their possessions. Ezra had been too ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect them from enemies on the road, because he had told the king, The gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. So Ezra and the people fasted and petitioned God about this, and he answered their prayers for protection. Then Ezra set apart twelve of the leading priests, and he weighed out to them the offering of silver and gold and the articles that the king, his advisors, his officials, and all Israel present there had donated for the house of the Lord. He weighed out to them 650 talents of silver, silver articles weighing 100 talents, 100 talents of gold, 20 bowls of gold valued at 1,000 derricks, and two fine articles of polished bronze as precious as gold. And Ezra said to them, You as well as these articles are consecrated to the Lord. The silver and gold are a freewill offering to the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Guard them carefully until you weigh them out in the chambers of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem before the leading priests and the Levites and the family heads of Israel. Then the priests and Levites received the silver and gold and sacred articles that had been weighed out to be taken to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. And then on the twelfth day of the first month, they finally set out from the Ahava Canal to go to Jerusalem. The hand of God was upon them, and he protected them from enemies and bandits along the way. So they arrived in Jerusalem, where they rested three days. On the fourth day in the house of the Lord, Ezra and the Levites weighed out the silver and gold and all the sacred articles into the hands of Merimoth, son of Uriah the priest. Eleazar, son of Phinehas, was with him. Everything was accounted for by number and weight, and the entire weight was recorded at that time. Then the exiles who had returned from captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel. All the families who had returned with Ezra took time to offer up a sacrifice to the Lord for his goodness, his faithfulness, and his kindness in leading them back to their homeland. They sacrificed 12 bulls for all Israel, 96 rams, 77 male lambs, and as a sin offering, 12 male goats. All this was a burnt offering unto the Lord. They also delivered the king's orders to the royal satraps and to the governors of Trans-Euphrates and all of Israel, who then gave assistance to the people and to the house of God. Dear true seekers What truth can we find in the story of Ezra's journey back to Jerusalem? Did you notice that during the story we heard Ezra use the word consecrate? Can you say consecrate? To consecrate something means to set it apart. It means it has been given a special job. In the Bible, to consecrate something means to make it holy so it could be used by God. God cannot use the unholy. He can only use holy. Because he is holy. Ezra had the people consecrate all of the silver and gold and articles that had been donated for the temple. Why? Because they were going to be used for the work of the Lord and nothing else. They needed to be consecrated unto the Lord. They were set apart, special. The money, the articles, all of it was set apart and consecrated and could only be used for the Lord and his temple. Nothing else. Did you know that you and I can be consecrated? You are consecrated. You are set apart as holy. When you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, He comes into your life and His Holy Spirit washes you clean. You are made white as snow, and it is the holiness of Jesus in you that consecrates you to be used for the Lord. Once you are consecrated, you are set apart to do the work of the Lord, to be used for Him and Him alone. It is a special thing to be consecrated. It means we are God's chosen people because we have accepted His free gift of forgiveness so that He can now use us for His glory. If you have never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, will you today? Will you ask Him to come into your life and send His Holy Spirit to wash you clean, forgive you of all of your sins, and to consecrate you for His glory? When you are consecrated, the Lord will use you like he used Ezra to do a mighty work for him, to have favor in all things so that his name might be known. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Ezra chapter 7 through 9. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you still use and consecrate us today just like you did your people in the Bible. We ask that you would consecrate us by the power of your Holy Spirit inside of us. Make us holy as you are holy through Jesus in us. We can never be holy in our own strength or effort. It is only by the power of Jesus in us that we can be holy. It is his holiness and his righteousness that is upon us. Lord, we say today, use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, it's time now to catch up on some reviews. Here is a review that says, Hello from the Millers. My girls Molly7 and Brinley6 have been on me to make sure I write a review. They absolutely love this podcast and intently listen each time. I love the fact that it helps them understand better and opens the door for deeper conversations and questions. Thank you for this podcast. We adore it. Well, hello, Molly and Brinley and mom. Thank you so much for leaving that review. And I'm so glad to hear that you love it and that it's causing those questions to come up and conversations to happen all right this next review says we have just started this past week listening every night as my daughter falls asleep and now she's already asking each night to hear another that's sj and pj thank you so much All right. This next review says, I'm a homeschooling mom of four children, ages two through seven, and I discovered Sherilyn's podcast this past year. True Seekers has provided me with an easy go-to for our family Bible study in the mornings, and I feel like I have more accountability now in my personal walk with God. My favorite time to listen is in the morning when we're driving to an activity. It sparks organic and interesting conversations between my little ones and I. What I love most about this podcast is the simplicity and genuine." of Sherilyn's Bible readings. Sherilyn's love for her audience is palpable and the prayers at the end are so comforting. Her podcasts have helped our family map out the Bible chronologically and have helped us make meaningful connections with God and his word. This podcast is meant for children, but is great for on-the-go moms as well. Wow, that was so wonderful. Thank you for writing that, for sharing that with me. I really love that you have been able to map out the Bible chronologically through the podcast because that's been a big heart of my uh, passion of mine is to make sure that um, as children and adults are listening that they are able to get the message of the bible in its full context and so i just love hearing that that you've been able to make those connections so thank you for sharing that with me this next review says thank you for telling us about the bible in ways we can understand me and my sister's favorite episode is jacob and esau thank you so much well thank you i love that episode too Here's a message I received from Kara. She says, hello, I just wanted to tell you how grateful my 10-year-old son and I are for this labor of love. We have listened to you every night for some time now until we have now caught up and we'll either start over or just keep on track with the podcast as it releases. Thank you for taking the time to invest in the lives of so many. God bless you, Kara. Thank you, Kara. I'm so glad to hear that you guys, um, you've caught up now and that you're sticking with it and that you've been listening and that it blesses you. So thank you so much for that. Okay, this next message, I want to pronounce the last name correctly. So I'm sorry if I say it wrong, but it comes from the Fuqua's in Texas. She says, we love to listen to this podcast during lunchtime. Sadie, who is five, has enjoyed listening to Esther and learning about being brave. Elizabeth, who is seven, said that Esther helped show her God has a plan and we can trust him through the hard times. Thank you so much, Sadie and Elizabeth, for listening. And I love that you have learned so much from the story of Esther. So thank you for sharing that with me. I received um, an email from Henry. He says, hello, my name is Henry and I'm four. I wanted to tell you that I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I love the podcast. My favorite one is Adam and Eve. I listen every day. Well, thank you, Henry. It is so good to hear from you over in Columbus, Ohio. This comment says, we love your podcast so much. My five and four-year-old daughter request a True Seekers episode every morning on the way to school. My five-year-old asked the Lord Jesus to come live in her heart after one of your episodes. It is so amazing and I am so Grateful for your podcast. That is from Lindsay Gerganus. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so blessed to hear that your five-year-old asked Jesus into her heart after one of our episodes. So we will just continue to pray for those seeds of truth to be planted and grow, grow, grow. All right, I want to give a shout out to Skylar. She says, Hi, I'm Skylar, I'm seven. I love Deborah, and she says she is from Brunei. So Skylar from Brunei, thank you so much for leaving that comment over on Instagram. Um, It's good to hear from you. All right, we have one final um, comment I want to read, and this comes from Micah Todd. She says, from Kenzie and Caleb, two MKs in Brunei. Chiapas, Mexico. Thank you for all the hard work and love you put into making these. We listen to everyone and appreciate them so much. Well, thank you, Kenzie and Caleb for listening over there in Chiapas, Mexico. I pray the Lord blesses your work and all that you're doing for his glory in Jesus name. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to our time together next week.